Well, she also likes like um. I think we talked before about how like okay. Dan Brown was one of her favorite uh, authors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the guy who did Da Vinci Code, right? Yeah. Okay, because that sounds like a pseudonym. Is that his real name? I think that's. I have no idea. Danny Brown. <laughs> how have we never thought of this before? <laughs> Danny Brown wrote the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Isn't that why the first, the opening line is flow so pneumonia? Yeah, bitch, you want my boner? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, pussy smell like a penguin. <laughs> I thought that didn't fit with the rest of the story, but now it makes sense. That's <laughs> now why. it makes total sense why that's the chapter four Oh name. my god, in, in Angels and Demons, they said, um, uh, when they said, uh, I can't remember. I was so excited. I was, oh, I was so excited to hear you do a Danny Brown impression. <laughs> I did mine at like 50%, so I was hoping you'd go like 100%. <laughs> I was hoping for like a Dean rapping scene from Community of that cold open. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you're not getting it. You, you want it too bad. <laughs> oh, God damn it. The audience wants it, Paul. Come on. How are you going to inspire a generation of podcasters with, with this week shit? Oh, they're inspired. Um... <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's the other one? That what's the beginning of Lost? I'm like hill brick with toe bricks and house on the strip. Wait, why did I make him nasally on that one? <laughs> all right, we're cutting all this out. These are bad impressions. Hey y'all, it's Paul and Adrian coming at you for another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with hacktivists and slacktivists. Let's go. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. And so here we are again. <laughs> so, so we meet again, Adrian. I can't believe you bought a pet cat just to pet it while you spun around in your office chair just for that bit, and now you're gonna return it to the uh to the kennel to be put down, Adrian. <laughs> It's kind a 30 day free up. trial. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just using my 30 days. Like always, I feel like I, I managed to interrupt you somehow before we even started. <laughs> you, you were saying something. <laughs> I was saying uh, you have a lot of nerve showing your face around here, Paul. <laughs> that is true. I have a lot of nerve showing my face anywhere. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I just, I just want to bring up really quick that uh, I sent Paul a bit of my artwork this week and he said nothing constructive or nice about it, which is not very uh, Duplass of him. I'll say that. <laughs> That is not a Duplass Brothers way to behave. I actually, I I really did forget to respond because I was thinking, oh damn, Adrian's getting better. I, I need to write him a message about how he's getting better. Oh, and thanks, Paul. Adrian is he's showing improvement in his painting skills, and it's actually like very fun to watch. And uh, it's a delight. Honestly, it's going to be like one of those things, though, where then he's going to get like uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia, and then it's going to be like you also, after he gets like the photorealism, you're also going to get to see the degeneration of his art until he's just like doing cubism or scribbling. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool post one day where you can post uh, my pre and post schizophrenia self-portraits. And that um, is what I think of abstract art. It is people with mental health issues. Picasso <laughs> doing cubism was, was not a choice. That's just... You know, that's actually a thing with Van Gogh where, uh, again, linguistic originalist here, um where part of like his color choice was due to an abnormality with his uh with his eyesight is uh one of the theories behind it that's a much smarter reference i was referencing the like much very debunked internet image where it's like look at this <laughs> artist from like some small like I, I some artist that they claim like had schizophrenia but it, like when you actually look into the history of the painting the, the image like puts them all out of order and it was actually just them becoming like <laughs> it's not like the ordering of the their mental history and the images becoming more and more distorted doesn't actually fit. It's just like... I thought so because the one where he has the picture where it's like a stick figure and it has an arrow over it that says me and then like mom and dad, that shouldn't have been last, right? Like that was definitely something he drew as a kid. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> like the one where the son has sunglasses on and stuff like that, that obviously was like when he was in his younger years. Wait, what are you doing a bit? That's not what the video I was talking about. <laughs> You're doing yeah. a bit. You're doing a bit. Yeah. It's not very it's, duplass yeah, of you to trick me. <laughs> we're getting a little kooky a little early on here. We've become one of those podcasts that has references that people have to watch, like, between episodes to get, like, you, you know, if you haven't watched two episodes ago, you don't get what me and Adrian are doing by attacking each other for not being Duplass enough. <laughs> There's layers to this shit, bruv. Gotta keep up. But, uh, how was your week, Paul? How was, uh, how's everything going with you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I've, 
once again it's quarantine so mm. nothing like uh no big no big activities it's not like i can be like oh i went to a sick concert or anything it's a lot of like oh i, I tried a new dish that looked good online i, I bought all the ingredients and cooked it oh that's <laughs> that cute but i went to an indian grocery store which was a fun time and uh, oh nice yeah yeah made uh made some paneer um made some palak paneer which has always been my favorite frozen food dish from trader joe's and then you know Ooh, had to had to see choice. if i could recreate it myself in real life um it's actually a really big thing for me that it it like viscerally upsets me that every time i go to an indian restaurant or when i'm on the phone with justin and he's going to an indian restaurant i know he's gonna get chicken tikka masala because he never branches out to anything else and it makes me so mad and he knows it makes me mad which is partly why i think he keeps doing it <laughs> um wait you think he's choosing what he eats based off how annoying it is to you because if so i respect that we have a very vindictive relationship like that (laughs) um yeah i think absolutely he knows how much it annoys me that he gets the most basic bitch dish and then has never like branched out to other stuff i think i convinced him last time to get malai kofta as well as uh chicken tikka masala but yeah he uh it's kind of like a it's a bit between us that i really i don't like his um inability to branch out but you know what at least he's eating indian food at least he's not like hunter whose uh, review of our local indian restaurant was i don't think indian people know how to use spices god oh my god we have to cut that out of the podcast i don't even want to put that thought more into the world for how upset it made me we cannot send those bad vibes out into the world <laughs> just tragic 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 boy but yeah, oh, oh yes, anyways, yeah, your Pollock Paneer sounds great. That sounds delicious. Um, yes, yes. I, but plus, I, like, it was, like, a much bigger, because I, I'm used to, like, Indian grocery stores that are kind of, like, Asian grocery, like, East Asian grocery stores or Arab grocery stores, where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's somebody who bought a little place in a strip mall, or, it, it, you know how, like, Asian grocery stores, even if it's a big place, like a G-Mart or a H-Mart or something, it still, like, somehow feels, like, claustrophobic and like everything's packed to the brim and there's like yeah yeah, so yeah. Many they really utilize the space yeah yeah that's like that's what the one the in west sack is like yeah but this was like a indian grocery store that somehow it wasn't like one of those like either really tiny places or even really big like it was all spread out and the aisles were like really distinct and easy to navigate and everything was like well placed in a way that made it just like pretty fun to walk around and look at the stuff also nice. it's really fun to do that in a an asian place or arab convenience store but i guess this was just kind of different it felt less like i was uh an impediment to other people because the aisles were wide enough and there was room and <laughs> everything was laid out well yeah i'm gonna give a quick shout out and sponsorship uh to uh i actually don't i think i actually ooh, i don't know if i could say this on the podcast um well my friend camilla's mom is a really nice lady and she owns an asian grocery store next to a uh, dutch square mall and it may or may not be called Oriental Goods or something like that. So uh, I can't remember what the name is, but for some reason, that's the what's in my head when I think about it. But uh, anyways, yeah, so go support Even, even if you have lady. an issue with that, can you even feel bad? Because I think you might have even mentioned it on the podcast before the last time Camilla reached out to you. It was to make a short joke on Facebook and then bounce. <laughs> oh, know, yeah, I yeah. Think. That was in uh, one of the Lost steps. I should retell that story since it's such a good story. Yeah. Uh, in one of the last episodes, I told a quick story about uh, my friend Camilla, who uh, we went to high school together, went to undergrad. We didn't really talk in undergrad, um, but we kind of like saw each other around. And so after many years of silence, uh, I post something on my Facebook of like, um, uh, and it was a newspaper from like a local town that wrote about some outreach that I did with kids. And uh, I, I did the joke title for my Facebook post about how do I reach these kids from South Park. And so she sent me a direct message breaking six years of silence or whatever (laughs) to tell me hey hey uh, you said you want to know how to reach these kids or whatever and i was like yeah i know i posted it and she was like just just bend down a little (laughs) (laughs) because you're short (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah so she's not allowed to be upset if you misremembered her mom's store's names like even if it's not oriental express even if it's like oriental corner shop like it's not like is she allowed to be upset about that uh i don't know also it is it's kind of like how you describe it it's actually very well laid out and it's not as claustrophobic as a lot of other ones it's uh it's a very nice grocery store so oh nice definitely hit it up um well as part of the media roundup uh for this week i've been reading a book and it's actually the book that led me into wanting to pick the theme for the articles we're doing today so Mm. shout out to uh it came from something awful a sort of retrospective on the like the outright like troll movement online kind of centered around 4chan and it's just like a hmm. it's like a history of those sort of uh 
of those sort of websites and movements. And if you grew up around when we did and you got onto the internet around middle school, it's a fun read because it's a lot of the stuff that was going on around then. Um, but like from somebody who actually knows everything that was going on instead of most of us who know our own little sequential part of the internet, like I was very much on dig and then, mm -hmm. um, read it between like 2006 and 2008 that was sort of my transition and this kind of reviews and i remember our friend fergus was on something awful a lot which is where the this yeah. book gets its title from it came from something awful and it kind of goes through that whole history of how that that sort of became 4chan and um moved from there so it's a it's a pretty cool little retrospective on something we were all kind of a part of but um probably yeah, are, we, are we characters in the book yeah <laughs> um wait so real quick is this written by someone who's actually like in touch and like part of our age group or is this like kind of a yeah yeah scholarly... he was on something awful like forum member he's older than us so he gotcha. was like me and you like i was in middle school and i was getting on dig and reddit so i wouldn't really like remember what was going on on something awful and then 4chan mm -hmm. um those were the uh, scary websites with the porn ads so i couldn't go on them because <laughs> right. it's gonna be behind your back when the uh, porn ads were on I, I remember being aware of 4chan, but that was the main reason I never went on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y y y your parents were behind your back. You can't be on a website that has, that might have a porn ad pop up. I played fast and loose with that with uh, the torrent sites that I would visit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Torrent sites always had porn ads, too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I would always, like, if I was going to torrent something, like, you'd have to, you couldn't be in the same room with somebody. <laughs> well, I remember one time I'd explain, uh, like, pre the uh interaction to my girlfriend who i was teaching how to torrent like by the way just a heads up about <laughs> what the ads are gonna look like on this um uh, do you yeah. remember that game that was like a uh it was like a, one of those early like click you're talking about the one where... from 30 rock where uh tracy morgan makes a porn video game no no <laughs> uh it, it was like it was a early like it was a very common banner ad and it was for some like click video game where you had to like create a kingdom and i want to say it was called like mm. It was called something online. I can't remember the name of it, but they used to have the most like they would just like get any model with like big tits, and they would put her as the banner for the game, dressed up like a queen. Mm -hmm. and it would play something oh. online. They did that with Kate Upton, I think, a lot. It was oftentimes one of the persons. No, it was literally Kate Upton for the one I'm thinking of. It was yeah. Oh my god, what was that medieval game? It was like really big, probably between like 2008 and 2000, like 10. Was it a real game? I always assumed it was just advertising like... Yeah, because you want to know what my neighbor's dad played it. And I was like, ah, you dirty dog. <laughs> I know ah, how you got that's I know awesome. how you got to that site. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> Even I do remember distinctly thinking, I know how you got on that site. <laughs> you... <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So that's your media roundup is uh, that video game and uh, that book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played that video game, but that book is a, it's a really fascinating read. It's actually, like, really cool. Oh, interesting. I hope you drop some tidbits in today's episode. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll keep them for myself. I hoard knowledge. Mm. Best way to, to use knowledge. <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like the owl from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. I just keep it all in my oh, library. Man. I won't share it with anybody. Such a good character. And uh, the fact that he has little, like... Uh, little fox uh servants is uh mm -hmm. pretty pretty fucking awesome and then in Korra, they expanded all the fox servants characters to be a little bit like dopey yeah yeah. And that they're like embarrassed around him man the lore of that world <laughs> paul have we talked about this before um what, what, what kind of bender would you be this is to me this is way more important than figuring out people's harry potter house i always hate that question is it what is it which type of bender would i be as in what I want to be, or which one fits my personality the best, or which one's powers do I think would be the most fun to have, and I want the powers. Uh, so I want to know which ones you think you would be based on personality, and then which one you want to be. Oh, okay. I think based on personality, I would probably be a waterbender. I think I mm. have the most in common with Katara and Sokka both. So southern, southern water tribe specifically. Yeah, yeah. So like a rural. No, I'm not a sexist. Wait, you think I'm gonna be a northern <laughs> water tribe? I mean, <laughs> you're you're a very cosmopolitan man. It's a bigger city, you know. Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Maybe I would be Fire Nation because they're kind of like the. Uh... Well, no, I guess the most cosmopolitan one is Bossing Stay. Would that mm -hmm. be? But I, I don't know. They didn't really explore the Fire Nation too much, but they were the ones with the most industrious technology. Yeah, so. yeah. 
it is tragic that you'd be a non-bender though that is very sad adrian i was actually gonna make that joke because <laughs> that's the that's the joke that i always made whenever people would ask me about my harry potter houses i would say i think i'd probably be a muggle who's like a like a mailman or something <laughs> and that was always my way to like shut down that conversation because i'm so uninterested in people talking about harry potter which hey another one of those ones where I, there's a more like personal one that i can't say but another one where i kind of knocked it out of the park early on where i was like i'm gonna go ahead and call it that this is gonna become problematic so you see it's interesting because we both had a take on that question but my take was always that everybody tries to be humble by claiming anything other than gryffindor and mm. i would just immediately claim gryffindor that's hilarious like, i love that I, I, I would definitely be captain of the Quidditch team. I would probably be uh... <laughs> just the most Chad wizard of all. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I'd be getting golden snitches on snitches. Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be ridiculous how much I would take over Hogwarts. I'd be prefect, but also I'd be cool enough to break the rules. But also I would win the I would win the house uh, tournament every year and get the most points for Gryffindor. It'd be incredible. I love that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is usually my answer for uh, Harry Potter stuff. I, I think for, uh, I, I would imagine myself as an earthbender, probably, based on personality. Mm, and you are very uh, sturdy. Yeah. Delicate constitution, but low center of gravity. Yeah, low center of gravity. <laughs> um, also, I think if we're talking about not cool, but most like useful power, obviously earthbending. Really? You can build yourself a chair. Build yourself a little house. <laughs> You're right. They can sit anywhere. Um, <laughs> with with airbending, it's like you have to be a good airbender for it to get the most use out of yeah, it. Because it yeah, seems yeah. like there's a lot of airbenders who can't do the air scooter, can't fly. It's like there's a lot of cool airbending powers, but you got to be pretty dank. Um, water bending, it's like you have to be around water. That that's kind of the I don't know. I, I guess carry it's a canteen with you. Fire bending. Which it's just like you can only destroy things with firebending. There's no like useful aspect. You can heat up your tea like Uncle Ira. <laughs> but that's how we got caught. That's how we got caught in Bossing Say. You want me to get I know, caught? I know. I know. <laughs> no, we're living under, in like, the. Out? <laughs> we're living in the peaceful world. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I the the New Republic would definitely not the New Republic. That's a Star Wars thing. The uh, Republic, Republic City. City. Republic City would definitely be the better era of the last. God damn, dude! Republic to. City is like how american soccer teams name their mls teams like just picking the most generic terms and putting them together <laughs> republic city what a stupid name for a city other than that flawless series but i fucking hate that well they also had that really like i just i didn't get why they had the whole massive statue of ang in that city because i was like that's not ang's personality why would he have signed off on a massive statue of himself Aang is actually on record as being very anti-statue, and I want to go ahead and bring that up for all the Avatar fans. <laughs> when we're uh, talking about uh, statues in our real world, tear them all down. Throw them all in the river. <laughs> Straight from Aang's mouth. Oh my god. Um, can we do Adrian's spooky corner? Are you, are you ready oh, yeah. to transition away from... Um... Okay. So, my media roundup for this week. Watched a few movies, watched a couple series. Um, I watched Antichrist. It was pretty good. It Follows gets a lot of praise from people that even don't like horror movies a lot. Really just okay. Just an okay movie. Ooh. I thought Antichrist was better, actually. Paul and Adrian's don't like things corner. Don't worry, I'm getting to it. Lake Mungo, which is what I tried to watch last night. Pretty damn boring. <laughs> uh, I, I get the I get the, the what they're going for. It didn't really do it for me, and it took way too long to get to anything interesting. So I actually cut it off like halfway through. But Adrian's recommendation for this week... I rewatched it because it's spooky season. The Promised Neverland, season one. Great show. Great psychological horror. Adrian's seal of approval for the week. You should watch it. So there's at least one positive there. And actually, I would say Antichrist. I would I would go on record as saying it's worth watching, at least. All right, nice. Are you, uh, you going to review that beer in frame? I probably should. So Adrian's Beer Corner. This week, I have Jack Rabbit's uh, new release, their Cherry Drop Kettle Sour. Uh, so as you can see, color is very pretty. Looks like a very pretty glass of wine. It's super refreshing. It's not super sour, but it's a little bit tart from the cherry. Uh, cherry, both natural and artificial cherry flavor, are like two of my favorite flavors of all time. Definitely, I'm a like big uh, red candy guy when it comes to any kind of like fruity candy. Uh, and so yeah, this tastes a lot more like natural cherry. It definitely doesn't taste artificial at all. So it's just a little bit tart, a little bit sweet, uh, super refreshing, and just like a really good beer for uh, if you're recording a podcast in the middle of the day and you're not trying to uh, get fucked up by the last segment. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, highly recommend. It's a, it's a great one. All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I already kind of, uh, we got into this a little bit with me talking about uh, the topic and talking about 
a l- little bit about my history with the uh, internet and internet problems and cultures and my uh, introduction to kind of being part of internet communities, which was in middle school. Um, so Adrian, uh, thoughts, opinions? So something I've never had is a Facebook, and you've recently gotten a Facebook. Has, I got one after I graduated college, yeah. Has that completely ruined your uh, self-confidence and your self-image of yourself? And can you now no longer experience joy without thinking, what if somebody else is having more fun is going to put up pictures of it later? I think that's more Instagram than Facebook. Facebook is very tame, at least as far as I, the mm. way that I use it is. Um, I guess we got into this a little bit on Phil's episode. Yeah, no. And also, I think, uh, well, I think we also talked about this in the hometown episode where I think a lot of people, the reason that I got a Facebook after I graduated college was because I moved away from where I lived uh, my whole life. And so I wanted to keep up with people. And most of the people that I keep up with are not living lives that I need to be jealous of. No offense uh, (laughs) to most of them. So uh, I'm usually kind of okay with my self-worth. Or if there are issues with my self-worth, then there are. It's not because of Facebook. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, Facebook didn't really change anything for me. And it also is not a huge time suck for me. It's really, honestly, kind of a... I scroll through it sometimes forgetting whether or not I'm Reddit on Facebook. And I'm like, why is Reddit so boring right now? And I'm like, oh, wait, this is Facebook. These are just random people from my life. No wonder this is boring. Well, that makes you sound like a moron. They look nothing alike. I love the idea that, oh, wait, I forgot Reddit updated their uh, style. So they do kind of look alike now. They both look real bubbly. I guess the other thing I'll say is, uh, oh, this reminded me of that conversation we had last week about how one of the fun things about Facebook is finding out like people from our uh, high school who like, I don't know. Everyone in our high school. I mean, I don't know. I, I actually, how how do you perceive this? Because to me, I always am very happy and surprised to find out that like anybody of our high school is now vaguely liberal. Like the fact that mm-hmm. any of them are just not conservative Christians, like, like pleasantly surprises me. But they probably were closer to my ideology than I realized. It, I'm just thinking of stuff like GSA, where it was like me and like ten other people, and like that was like as big as that group got. No, um, I don't think they were closer to your ideology back then. I think. I think liberalism is spreading as an ideology pretty far and wide. I remember people being pretty homophobic and pretty difficult to talk to in high school. I mean, my memory is that people were like very, very shitty about that type of stuff and almost universally like unaccepting and bigoted at Lexington High School. Yeah, in that sense, Facebook's interesting, kind of like seeing how people have kind of grown over the years. Okay, Uh, Paul, you, uh, you okay if I go first this week? Yeah, feel free. Awesome. Okay, so I am doing my first repeat uh, of a advice giver and a columnist, but I gave her a very non-existent introduction last time, so I'm going to give a slightly better introduction. This is Love Letters uh, from Meredith Goldstein. Uh, I think more than anybody else that I've seen in the advice column game, she really puts a focus on her users' comments. She even has a featured comment every week from like one of the previous articles where uh, someone in the community had a good kind of point to make. And so, yeah, she's very community-driven. Uh, she seems to like her audience a lot and engage with them. And uh, she even has a book, Can't Help Myself, about learning from her readers, giving advice, uh, working with her ex. Uh, I think her ex is her illustrator for a column that she does, um, and being a mom and stuff like that. So this is Meredith Goldstein's Love Letters. As you can tell from the name, it's mostly relationship advice. Uh, and this one is from Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. And it's titled, He's Reading My Reddit Posts. Paul. Thoughts off top. Um, you should obviously have hidden your Reddit account. Um, don't post anything publicly you don't want people to read. Come on, like, I mean, if you told him your Reddit account, that's like saying he's reading my Facebook posts. Mm, we we don't know that yet. To me, it sounds like it wouldn't be an issue if you told them your Reddit account, right? This almost has to be a thing where okay. like, if he secretly found her Reddit account, then yeah, he yeah, I was gonna say something about how like you uh realize because someone posts in your local city subreddit, then they say something that's identifying. You're like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Now I can, you know, smile on her, <laughs> like you do, I, I, like I often do. <laughs> um, yeah, and so just for uh, full disclosure, Paul has shared his Reddit account with me, so I oftentimes go through his uh, posts and accounts. And uh, let me tell you, there's some juicy stuff there. So I'll share that in today's episode link. Oh, and for everybody, and for everybody, Adrian does post to Reddit under uh, Adrian underscore Perez. Adrian underscore Perez. <laughs> we cut out the part from last week where we talked about that, uh, the creation of that uh, username. So, and uh, it's content. But anyways, uh, are you ready to get into the question? Uh, yeah. Yes, please do. Dear Meredith, I have made it almost a whole two years of dating my partner without sending you a letter. 
Maybe it's the self-isolation, or maybe it's Maybelline, but I need your advice. I don't like when re- uh, writers trying to be cute when they send in a question. <laughs> yeah, like you're asking for advice. Keep, keep it short and professional. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. My partner and I dated for a little over one year in person until I moved far away to chase a career. Initially, we broke up, only to get back together to give it a go long distance. It was awful at the start. Jealousy and miscommunication abound. We had our first fight at a distance, followed by a second one two months later. Then, all seemed to be fine and dandy. A great five months of no arguing and pure, long-distance bliss. Well, that is until today. Last night was FaceTime date night, which became Deep Talks night. During that talk, it was revealed he found my anonymous social media account, i.e. Reddit. Oh, so I was wrong. He is definitely the villain of this He did the latter, yeah. He did the sneaky way. Last fall, he had found my previous account, so I made a new one. (laughs) It's a real arms race with these two. Um, I used the old one to post things, ask- Wait, do you think she just took her last account and, and added like, another number? <laughs> like, li- yeah, likes kitty cats two and changed <laughs> it to like, likes kitty cats three. Very crafty of her. Uh, last fall, he had found my previous account, so I made a new one. I used the old one to post things, ask for advice, and comment on other posts. The advice part is what was kind of tricky. With my previous account, sometimes I asked for relationship advice, and most commenters would reply, dump him, even when the issue is fixable. Well, ain't that, ain't that the truth? <laughs> um yeah yeah, i think we've already talked before about how shitty reddit advice is and how you should never take it after he found a post and it led to an argument i stopped asking for advice in general even on my new account when i made it yesterday i made a post asking for advice about some friends of mine during date night i ended up asking him the same question because i wanted his advice he then admitted to already seeing the question earlier that day when i posted it he told me that he'd been checking my account as part of his daily ritual and keeping why why is he admitting to his crimes like a super villain he doesn't even have her strapped to a table with a saw coming at her <laughs> why not why is he revealing this yeah he's really revealing his plans with no prodding at all right she's just like hey i have a piece i have a question for you he's like i already saw it i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i was queef burglar 69 who commented i already commented on your question <laughs> So he told me that he'd been checking my account as part of his daily ritual, two exclamation points, and keeping tabs on me for months now. He said he feels awful about it. I went to bed okay, only to wake up feeling upset. Today we talked and I actually got mad, an emotion I don't often feel. I feel like he didn't trust me, that he was crossing boundaries and I didn't know why he did it. He told me how his ex was dishonest, I knew this, so his social media stalking started around then. He said it became his way of checking in on me because I live so far away and I'm not always immediately open when I go through something difficult. After more arguing, he mentioned how he feels toxic, and his behavior makes him think he's not actually ready for a serious relationship. He doesn't want to break up. He wants to get through this. Those are two contradictory statements. As one of the lucky ones working from home, I was planning to drive out to spend time with him, and I've been quarantining myself to ensure I don't get him sick. Now I'm finding it hard to be as all-in as I was before. I'm debating not going to see him at all. I'm debating if we are prolonging the inevitable breakup because long distance has been so difficult for us. I keep trying to remember how easy everything was in person. I'm frustrated because he sets expectations for this relationship and consistently falls short himself. I want to be with this person so badly, but I can't carry our team on my shoulders forever. From Feeling Followed. Mm. She should... She is definitely in the wrong here for wanting her freedom and wanting to, uh... And expecting her boyfriend to trust her. She should definitely get, like, one of those, like, Fitbits or those, like, uh, heart rate monitor, like, health things. And have it strapped directly to her arm and have it feed him data about her heart rate, <laughs> her uh, her blood pressure, all her vital signals straight to his phone. She should have to she share have... Uh, on her phone GPS where she is every hour. <laughs> yeah, she should have him on Find My Friends and uh, she should realize she's being unreasonable to want her freedom. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think that's pretty clear and obvious and... I don't really know what else there is to say about it. Yeah, no, this guy is, this guy's like, maybe I kind of agree with Reddit. He's kind of a dick. Leave him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think this was the question that she was posting, but I'm sure, yeah, maybe maybe there were, the other questions had more red flags than we realized. She doesn't really go into that. Um, yeah, no. I mean, actually, this happened to my roommate where, um, uh, my old roommate where, actually, it was exactly like this because she didn't catch him going through her phone. Um, he admitted to it the next day because he felt so bad about it. And then I think used the same thing where he said something about, like, I had a relationship with a woman who, like, cheated on me, and so now I have trust issues, and so that's why I do this. And so, uh, you know, you just have to forgive me. Uh, And I think she did. (laughs) Maybe I don't know how much it fucks you up to be cheated on, because 
I, to my knowledge, I've never been. Maybe I have. Ooh, listeners, call in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, leave a message if you're an ex and you cheated on me. Um, Sound off in the comments. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe we're being unsympathetic to people who have gone through something hard, but. Yeah, uh, th- now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more. Uh, he's definitely in the wrong, but maybe, maybe she can give him the benefit of, because I, that does. It's happened twice. He's found two tough. of her accounts. That does, yeah, that's also, how poorly is she making these accounts? It's not that easy to find somebody's Reddit account. Like, mm. you know how good you have to be at randomly, tr- like, unless she's just like constantly, like her first post is always, here's my first name. <laughs> and my and address and my social security. Easy, to make it easy to Google me. Like I think it might be one of those what? things where once you've found it once, you know which communities they're in. And so it becomes easier. Oh, to find her well, post in like that one TV show subreddit that has thirty people on it actively. Yeah, yeah. If she's if she's on really niche communities, that is a bit more possible. And especially if she has like if she posts her art or something, that's definitely really easy because she would send it to him and he could do like a because you can use Karma Decay to do a background or an image search, a back a backtrack image right, search, right. whatever they're called. A reverse image search. Oh, reverse image search, yeah. You know, when he figures out that she, uh, you know, uh, posts on long distance gone wild, um, <laughs> it's going to be pretty easy to find her account after that. Well, why would he be spying on her if he wasn't committed to the relationship? Mm. <laughs> Wait, is that a fucked up, like, abuser thing to say? <laughs> 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 Honey, I only do it because I care about you. If I didn't care about you, would I be reading all of your posts? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Adrian? I, I really have. I don't know if I have a definite answer. Like, maybe she can try to work through it, but I think she's right to be upset and kind of creeped out about the fact that he's done it twice. <laughs> like, one time, maybe if he mentioned me it once. quickly. It, but you, you know what I mean? Because then it's like, maybe he doesn't know that having felt fa- like, maybe he was just like, oh, you mentioned this thing on Reddit. So I went and found your post because I wanted to see what your account was up to. And she mm. that's weird. Please don't like search my Reddit account and then made a new one. Mm. Okay, that's one thing. But for him to then, after she'd actively tried to avoid... <laughs> him seeing her reddit post he went and found her other one that like that has like a creepy like double you know lie and ignoring her feelings i mean i'm kind of um i'm not super into long distance relationships to begin with so even if the question was just about that i'd be like eh fuck it there's probably someone closer to you who's just as cool yeah you should have done that thing where he said that he was only following her reddit account because he's trying to figure out what to get her for christmas and he thought that was a good way to if you're going to admit to your own crime, to something you probably could have gone very long without being caught on, uh, you know, tr- try and think of a, go ahead and just think of another, like, explanation that helps make it better while you're while you're there, too. I do think, yeah, it's genuinely funny, the whole, like, him just cracking and confessing Under the slightest pressure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good trait in a partner. Maybe she should value that a little bit more, his, uh, his weakness. His weak spine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think as always, when it comes to relationship advice ones, I don't actually have any good advice to give. So those are the yucks I have for this one. Do you have anything else? Oh, yeah. As always, uh, disregard everything we said. Paul and Adrian are not good at relationships. Yeah. Ooh, total non sequitur, but something I forgot to mention off top that I had in my notes. Um, Did you hear about that country singer who was supposed to perform on SNL but got booted off because he was uh, seen out partying without without a mask on? No, I didn't hear about that. That's awesome. Yeah, only, like, interesting thing to happen to SNL in a really long time. I don't want to be one of those people, actually. Never mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was replaced. No, 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 no. We we are one of those people, and we're one of those podcasts. Stop trying to get a writing gig on there, Adrian. Hey, come on. Dream, they need the other first SNL. Guatemalan. <laughs> fuck SNL. I wanna, shit. Dude, They've been shit for a while. Pete Davidson has such a sweet gig. He gets to just be himself and, like, just go on and do whatever. Pete Davidson is a talentless hack. If I can get that, if I can get his job, dude, that's... I don't that's... I don't need to see that movie, The King of Staten Island, to tell you it's shit for shit people made <laughs> by a shit team of people. Kind of a bad director, I'll, I'll say it. I don't want to, you know... I will quickly say, he was replaced by Jack White, and Jack White's uh, performance was excellent. You should go watch it. Uh, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else to say about this article. Um, Paul? Uh, yeah, let's hear the answer. All right, so from the mouth of Meredith. Well, hello to both of you, because I assume he'll probably read this. Dead. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> He's probably the listening gate. to this podcast right now. <laughs> little podcast-ass, sneaky-ass motherfucker. <laughs> little bitch-ass. 
Okay. Um, a few. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good entry. Actually, she had some good quips during the uh, other one that we read too. I think uh, she might be getting a big facts no capsule approval. We'll see. It makes me. It makes me feel bad about us. Whatever the actual advice columnist is talented. Oh, I actually thought about that for the uh, since we since next week's episode is going to be our spooky Halloween episode. I was reading a column and then I went to the about page and I was like, oh, fuck, she's funnier than we are. I don't know if I can bring her in. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true about actually today's column is a person is way funnier than we're going to be. Yeah, that's true. Oh, about for the one I'm bringing in. But yeah, continue. Uh, okay. So a few thoughts. Your entries are public. It's Reddit, not a diary. Yes, it's a little strange that he did the work to find your second account, read the entries, and not tell you about it, but it doesn't sound like the boundaries were clear after the first conversation. It sounds like it's time to set rules about social media now. Ooh, you see, that's where we misunderstood things, because I did think after she deleted her account, I thought it was, that was pretty, a pretty clear, clear yeah. boundary set, but okay. I'm not defending his actions here, or yours for that matter, but I have to wonder what he learned from your post and how it changed the relationship. We all wish some of our letter writers would simply take the letter they wrote to me and pass it on to their partners instead. That's also Ooh, true. Something I've said we've that. talked about yeah. that, yeah. It was probably pretty disturbing to read the dump him comments, but the questions themselves might have been instructive. I can't endorse the way he's been watching over you, but I do wonder if reading the entries has been a way to stay close, to help him learn what you're going through while you're far away. So she's basically taking his side on that one. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. It's not It's not as bad as Ask Polly from the cop. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, I, I'm still not 100% down with that She's really point, both but... sizing it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better to focus on what you can learn from this. Now that you know your boyfriend is reading these posts to feel more confident about the relationship. Oh, shit. How was, not, how was one of our advices not, like, make fake posts? <laughs> <laughs> That's so Start, like, leading him down, like, a, a rabbit hole of, like, uh, <laughs> random shit that you're posting. Make an ARG for him. Y'all think I should break up with my boyfriend if he doesn't put $500 into this effect <laughs> bank account number? <laughs> <laughs> by midnight tonight <laughs> found off in the comments reddit oh man uh now that you know your boyfriend is reading these posts to feel more confident about the relationship is there any other way for him to feel reassured also what are the boundaries it's time to be clear about them can he follow your rules is he the kind of guy who can feel comfortable with someone who engages with social communities online i would hope so that's so broad yeah well <laughs> I'm like one of those guys who my girlfriend can't use the internet. <laughs> That's just like one of my things. You say this relationship works when you're together in person. I can't endorse visits. I won't weigh in on the fact of whether or not it's safe to see someone after a quarantine. But whatever choices you make should involve as much in-person time as possible. I'm counting virtual meetups. You don't have to make big decisions while you're angry. You can have more FaceTime calls to figure out what's been missing and what he's been getting from reading your questions. That might require more than one conversation. Take your time. Meredith. Yeah, a pretty a pretty toned down answer. Pretty um, reasonable. Wasn't as immediately break up with him. I, I, I think I regret that's where my gut went, because I think that's probably not good advice. Well, Paul's just trying to make everybody single so he has more options. That's why he's always telling <laughs> them to break up. <laughs> There's a lot of fish in the sea, but there can always be one more. That's always been. <laughs> Paul's basically doing a Drake and Josh, and he's using our platform as advice givers to try and break people up. <laughs> I think Meredith is a little bit, maybe because she's a little bit older, I think she's a little out of touch with the uh, Reddit isn't a diary because it's public. Like, it is a pretty anonymous, like, some people have their yeah. account known and that's kind of a thing, but, like, it, it's a relatively anonymous, like, platform. Nobody, even me, who I have friends who know my Reddit account, I don't expect them to search through my history to, like, I guess they could and maybe... Yeah, I don't really expect people to do that, and that's not really how I think people engage with Reddit. And if I, there was something super saucy I wanted to post, and I posted it with an anonymous profile that I didn't tell anybody about, I think it would absolutely be somebody looking at my journal to somehow hunt down that profile, attach mm. it to me, and judge me by that post. Yeah. All right, Adrian, so we're going to move on to the uh, to the second article, and I would uh, dare say the best article from this week. We're moving on to an article that there was actually only two of them ever made. They were published on Vice Media um, in 2013, and they are called Bad Advice with Kitty Pride. Now, for the uninitiated, Kitty Pride really fits into the tone of this episode because we're talking about the internet. And Ki Wait, is Kitty Pride not the uh, the kids' table in uh, Pride Rock in Lion King? No? Did that joke make Kitty sense? Kitty Pride is an X-Men <laughs> superhero that a rapper, Kitty Pride, took her name from. 
Mm. I think she nowadays just goes by Kitty. She first blew up on Tumblr, and I think the one of the closest people I could compare her to in terms of, like, the space they take up or they took up in pop culture at one point is Little B in that... Their niche. It's sometimes hard to decide how much of their fan base, at least in the early 2010s, was ironic and how much of their fan base was legitimate. Mm. Much Yeah, Kitty Pride, uh, Young Lean, Little B all sort of had that aesthetic in the early days where it was a little bit hard to sell... Uh, to to separate what was irony and what was genuine enjoyment. Wait, how would you describe her music? Like, kind of silly, cloudy hip-hop rap with, like, pop elements. Mm. Do, do you want to go listen to a song real quick? For some reason, her look kind of read to me as more of, like, a, a Ghost Mane type thing, where it'd be, like, a uh, she'd have more, like, uh, harder elements no, to no. her hip-hop. Uh, I guess she's maybe more seen then. Yeah, I guess there like was, like, a little bit maybe of some of the end parts of, like, emo culture. Is that too loud for you? This one's featuring Riff Raff, so it's, you know, it's a banger. Uh, production's pretty boring, but... So she was very okay. internet-y in it. energy. You know what I mean? Very internet-y, um, a little self-deprecating, which made it yeah, more palatable. Yeah, yeah. When you don't you take yourself part. 100% seriously, um, yeah. you don't have to be, like, 100% tight on your, like, rhymes and flows, you know? It, it, it can it can be a little bit, like, das racist. Like, yeah. it can be a little uh, a little bit like a joke that... Zero downloads on Datpiff because I am not gifted. It's a pretty funny line. So that was kind of her thing. And she always, I, I, I liked her. She always seemed to have a sense of humor about herself and be like a pretty genuinely likable, interesting person. Um, and her music was a pretty fun listen. Come to find out when we started making this podcast that she has released two features of an advice column on vice.com called Bad Advice. It seems like they're curated by somebody called Luke Winky. I don't know who he is or what he does. Don't care. I guess he's probably the one that curated the questions for her. Um, so I'll do a little bit like of a, you know, I, I know when you go to a brewery, Adrian, you, you, you're not just going to get one beer. You want to, you want to, you want to get a, you want to get a sampler. Yeah. You want to get a flight. You want to see what they have flight. to offer at that brewery. So we don't have to read like the answer to each one or uh, spend too much time on it, but she's genuinely probably funnier than we're going to be. So just I'll, I'll, I'll show you, or I'll read out some of the funnier, better questions and answers. Oh, wait, can you read the intro? Because I don't know if this is true, but if so, that's remarkable. As you probably know, Kitty Pride recently took home a Peabody for her work in the debut Noisy Advice column last month, solidifying her as the most celebrated rapper slash internet presence of all time. The haters waited with bated breath. Could she pull it off again? Duh, she's Kitty Pride, and fuck you if you even doubted her. All right, so let's get into these questions, Paul. Okay, so the first question that actually has to do with the theme and we can spend some time on is dear kitty pride is 4chan not funny anymore or am i just getting older this question was posted in 2013 so adrian in 2013 was 4chan not funny anymore oh i think it depends on how old you are i think fergus loved it then <laughs> to be fair he was on something awful in middle school i do remember that he, when i went to over to his house he would pull up something awful threads I don't actually, I, this is the first time I've actually ever heard of it was today. So it was a precursor to 4chan? It, it's where the uh, inventor of 4chan was originally on its anime board before he got booted and went on to make 4chan. With the idea being that like you can't be censored on 4chan? Is that what the whole point yeah, is? Yeah, with the idea being people won't boot me and make fun of me for liking anime. Like, uh, Yeah, I'm going to guess that Kitty probably doesn't like 4chan anymore because she's more of a Tumblr girl. By 2013, if you're still on 4chan by 2013, that's 
well after they'd made their right word. That was post-Gamergate. They'd made their right word turn and were well on their way to fascism. I mean, they always use the N-word, so the only acceptable time to find 4chan funny was never, but, like, at least you weren't literally a Nazi, like, before 2008. I assume Kitty, from what I know about her, was an avid 4chan user, so let's see what uh, mm. her answer is. And I assume the only reason the asker would ask this question is because they know of her as a 4chan user. Dear Average Male, it's definitely a combination of both. When I was 13 and 4chan was the best thing on the internet, but you had to have balls and you couldn't use your name and you didn't post photos of yourself and you didn't care about the well-being of other people. Now I'm 19 and it's the worst thing on the internet. Okay, so her issue is that it wasn't, it's not toxic enough. Mm. <laughs> um, because you didn't have to care about the well-being of other people. I know exactly what happened too. We blew it up by doing too many hilarious things and rap racking up too much publicity from news outlets. Once all the wannabes found out about all the cool email account hacking and celebrity nude releases, B turned into a big, B is the uh, random board, Adrian. B mm. turned into a big, shitty, weak, lame cesspool of morons and little kids. Read Tumblr. Oh no, so she's coming after oh, Tumblr dang. too. Even though I think uh, she blew up on Tumblr. <laughs> According to her Wikipedia, which I don't know if that counts as uh, good research. However, I find the cooking and the science boards quite delightful. All right. I didn't realize there was wholesome content on uh, 4chan of cooking and science. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of boards. There's, like, a lot of arts boards. There's an origami board that's really, really popular. Hmm, interesting. But they only do origami of knives to stab uh, minorities <laughs> with. <laughs> Paul, do you, have a, do you have a sense of history of that is what happened to 4chan? Is that, like, they, uh, they got kind of found out by different news uh, stories? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, everything that gets popular becomes more and more shitty. No, I mean, they were always pretty toxic. It was always a community for, like, young people to be as edgy and horrible as possible. That was kind of the founding principle of it. Mm. It it wasn't political until 2010 and after. Before then, it was a little bit more, like, anarchist in its ideology. If anything, maybe libertarian. Like, they were very much on the mm -hmm. same tip as Reddit, where it was Ron Paul all the way in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually they were for Obama after Ron Paul uh, was no longer had a chance um but after after that and after like and as time moved forward they became more reactionary because i i think and the book doesn't mention this but there's a that thing online like poe's law like when satire is like gone far enough it's hard for anybody to distinguish between satire and reality so if you're mm -hmm. larping as a nazi for long enough and pretending to be one to offend people then you're eventually just going to be a community full of actual nazis who don't get the joke mm -hmm. I, I get the sense that there was probably never a good time to be on 4chan. It was, it was pretty much always shit. So I shouldn't join now. It wasn't always full of Nazis, but it was always full of shit. Mm. And I think you absolutely should join now. <laughs> Now's the time for me to get in I there. I think Nazi Adrian is a... That's a brand new aesthetic. That's a brand new phase we've been waiting for. It's my response to Common Core. Oh, speaking of which, I actually just... I just taught my sister today what Cottage Core was. She didn't know, which I thought was funny. Okay, another question that a uh, a user emailed to Kitty Pride. Or, you know, it was 2013. Did they have email? Maybe they wrote it on uh, pen on parchment and sent it to her. Is it possible to cancel Ken's super combo with his ultra? What would be the quarter circle, quarter circle, triple punch? Is this a Street Fighter reference? Yes, Ken is a Street Fighter character. Super combos are Street Fighter thing. Um... Paul, what's your advice for this one? Um... I, I like to rip out the controller and turn off the console if I'm losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. I usually play with my controller not even plugged in. So Ah, uh, you're like the younger brother. That yeah, <laughs> I don't, there's nothing I can do to stop him. She gives a very technical answer. Dear person who knows too much about me. It's definitely possible, but as far as I know, the only way to do it is a lucky pound on all the buttons at the same time. Actually, in my experience, those are the only actual controls in any Street Fighter game. I know that sounds like a girl thing to say, but seriously, trust me. Yeah, I think button mashing is just a casual thing. It's not a girl. Another user sent her an email. I send at least 800 tweets to you a day. Why don't you talk to me? I listen to your music and I think we have a lot in common. Kitty replies, listen, it's nothing personal, but I hold my Twitter to astronomical standards of comedy and quirkiness. I can't just clog it up with replies, you know? I mean, if a cool celeb tweets me, then I have to tweet back to casually show all my followers how cool I am. But that's all I can really do unless I get verified. Sorry, but my hands are tied. Get back to me when you become a su supporting actor on an NBC sitcom. That's pretty funny. Oh, I like the honesty. Yeah. A lot of uh, celebrities, you know, they're not they're not quite as honest in their rhetoric. And I have uh, 
one more from not the first time she answered questions for advice, but the second time, which is a question I actually want your answer to, Adrian. Oh um, how you how you would respond to this person. Hit me. Dear Kitty Pride, my brother seriously thinks he identifies with Kendrick Lamar, even though we are white middle class and live in Kansas City. What should I tell him to get his shit together? Uh yes. Uh yes, 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 yes. Um, I would say that the beauty in Kendrick's music is its universality, which uh, betrays a certain level of uh, compassion for all humankind. Um, and so, I would I, say that this person is really embarrassing, unlike me, who likes Kendrick Lamar and has lived through everything he raps about. <laughs> yeah, I remember in high school, Paul always used to go walking around saying, this dick ain't free, baby. <laughs> that, that was my catchphrase since I was a kid. Ask <laughs> Ask anybody, Ask anybody in the dick. neighborhood. Paul would go around saying, "This dick ain't free." <laughs> um, but maybe you could, maybe you could get Mercedes Benz, twelve inch rims. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's a common thing for young people to do. It's not a good look, but you'll grow out of it. Yeah, no, I think I think the answer to this is first off, we do what Adrian has uh, suggested a lot of times before, which is build a fake identity for them to fall in love with. So. You need to catfish them. Play mm-hmm. a character called uh, Shireen, if you will. Mm. Um, get them to fall in love with Shireen. Uh, tell them you live in another part of town. If they ask it's co- if it's Compton, uh, quickly change the subject. Get them to drive over in their mama's van to your place in your part of town. When they get there, have two of your cousins waiting outside. Ask them where their mama from, where their daddy from, where their grandmama live, and then beat the shit out of him in the van. All the while that's happening, have his dad call him asking about his Domino's pizza through a series of quite hilarious voicemails. And then he'll be just like Kendrick Lamar, and then he won't be faking that lifestyle. Yeah, and I think that's the only good way to be a fan of somebody, is to live their exact life experience. Yep, I think that makes sense. Kitty Pride answers, um, have him dress up in his most expensive Supreme snapback, drive him to Compton, kick him out of the car in the middle of the night, and leave him there. Malibu's most wanted his ass. See if that kills his vibe. Ooh, good reference. All right, so that was um, that was Kitty Pride, uh, one of the best of the internet, bringing us some questions from the internet and shitting on people. The column was only ever posted twice, so I'd recommend to anybody who had fun listening to those to go through it and read all of them. It takes about ten minutes, and they're all pretty funny. Are we giving her a uh, big facts no cap seal of approval? We're giving Kitty Pride a big facts no cap seal of approval. All right, yeah, I'm down for that. God damn, she's getting the goddamn award. <laughs> But it's kind of like that Roger Ebert thing where she only got one goddamn. She didn't get a Paul and Adrian goddamn. Uh, I don't know. For some, I think her first one was. I don't know. I think her first one was better than her second one. But I got. I got why you had to do the second one because it had the actual question that fit the theme. <laughs> or I guess other way around. So Adrian, let's go ahead and jump into our topical tip mm-hmm. for today. I have a a quiz posted on May eleventh, twenty twenty, on BuzzFeed titled "If You're Under Twenty Five." There's no way you're passing this early internet quiz. Oh, shit. Good thing we're not under 25. So let me send you the link because actually a lot of these are image-based, so you'll need the uh, link to play along with me. Cool. Send it to my phone. So for the first question I'll describe for the audience, it is, what is Chris Crocker saying in this iconic video? And it's a quite uh, disturbed-looking, what I always thought was woman, but Chris Crocker makes it sound like it's a man's name, um with blonde hair and the answers for the quiz there's four options which are leave britney alone protect justin bieber it was all told by apple care and beyonce beyonce and i know the answer to be uh leave britney alone. oh it's leave britney alone yeah yeah correct you know we're exactly 25 so we're on the edge of whether or not we're going to be able to pass this quiz all right i'll read the next one what was smarter child a word extension that helped you format a bot on AIM that you could talk to, a spell check tool, my bot on MySpace to help you make a profile, or a bot on MySpace. I don't actually know the answer to this, but I'm going to have to assume it was a spell check tool. I don't know this one either, and so I don't think it was a word tool because I think I would have known that. Yeah, that would have been notorious like Clippy with my logic. Yeah. I don't think a- AIM would have had like a 
corporate technology like that they were a little bit more sleek and built out and myspace mm. i don't think would have called something child for their platform i think it actually is the aim one but if you think it's the spell check tool i think that probably makes we, more sense we can vote different we can vote different oh okay we get immediate feedback so are we gonna okay. are, is this a competition now i'm gonna click and not tell you i'm gonna click and not tell you what my answer is all right are we revealing to the audience what the answers are oh yeah so i was wrong and adrian was right it was an aim tool um, oh, yes. How do you know I was right? Did you go back and click it? No, it tells you what the answer is. A bot for AIM that could talk to, um, and then it shows you a little picture of it. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And in their example, it's the user asking, how much do you like dogs? Smarter child responds, how much do I like dogs? And then you respond, do you like dogs? And then it says, yes, I do. Talking about dogs is a lot of fun, but let's move on. Want to talk about your butt again? Question mark. Pretty dope. Well, apparently in the top right corner, you can see that Smarter Child has a warning level percentage. <laughs> and we're at 0% with this conversation. So I have no idea what Smarter Child was doing when it was wiling out. Oh, my God. The, ne the next one is so easy in uh, comparison. LimeWire, Kazan, Napstar. What were these sites for? Downloading. Okay, who is this? And it's a picture of a man in a... Oh, it's Ask, Ask Jeeves. You're right. It is Ask Jeeves. <laughs> But I was going to describe it for the audience so they could guess before we told them the answer, Adrian. They want to play right, along, take too. Take that out. No, take no. that out. Take that out. No. I, the audience needs to know right. you fucked up. Uh, is he still around? Oh, yeah. It's ask.com. Oh, they answered my question in the uh, answer. That's quite nice. Okay. The next one is like uh, this, this, this character with two eyes that looks like a little paperclip of some sort. And he has a speech bubble. And it says... Uh, it looks like you're writing a letter. Would you like help? Get help with this letter. Just type this letter without help and don't show me this tip again. <laughs> we all know if you click that, he will still pop up. And uh, mm -hmm. famously, that is Mr. Mr. Paperclip. <laughs> no, it is. That is Charlie. <laughs> the options are Charlie, Clippy, Papira, and Mr. Paperclip. I think I'm going to go with Clippy for my answer. Yes, I'm going to go with Clippy as well. Okay, we were right. Clippy was a real day one. Uh, what's the name of the video these stills are from? Uh, yeah, so it's a kind of a, a heavy set white male with short hair and glasses with over-ear headphones, kind of fist pumping and uh, with his mouth very wide open in both shots. So is this from Daba uh, Di Daba Da, Numa Numa, Blue Man Group Audition, or Maya He? I'm going with Numa Numa. Yep. What a classic. Wait, is that what the whole viral video was? Is that it was just kind of an overweight man dancing to Numa Numa? Yeah, it was a bunch of... Remember when people went viral for jumping on... Uh, jumping back and forth on treadmills? It was a much simpler time to go viral. Or the Star Wars kid? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Even this seems... Yeah, or yeah, the yeah. gopher that... Remember oh, the well, gopher that, was that looked at that you? Was, that was a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> uh, film right there. Ooh, the next one I actually don't recognize. It says... What's the name of the song Gilly Man sang? And it's a still of what looks like somebody in their bedroom with like uh, like an action bubble from a comic. And it says, she moves how? And then the next frame kind of looks like a dweeby young looking person in the vein of Mark Zuckerberg, but maybe mm -hmm. like 12 years old on the floor wearing an Adidas shirt. What's the name of the song Gilly Man sang? Uh, and then the options are Letitia, Francesca, Teresa Actually, and Ayacha. I have no idea. I'm going to guess maybe Francesca. Yeah. I guess I'll guess Ayacha. Ah, <laughs> well, I got it right. We're tied. Oh, I just got a gif of the, the oh. rest of the video of him doing some dance moves and uh, pretty banging. This kid could have been a TikTok star. Yeah, no, really. This, this kid was talking before the tick. Uh, what platform was instant messaging on as shown below? It's got a little picture of a little uh, yellow man with a blue triangle next to him. Um, and you have buddies, family, co-workers as your kind of groups that you chat with and uh, an off offline online thing. Is it AOL, Instant Web, MM Media, or TGH? And I think everybody will know this one. It's it is pretty obviously AOL. Yeah. I don't even know if the other ones are real, to be honest. Yeah, I've never heard of the other ones. Yeah. Speaking of AIM. Oh, so this is one of those quizzes that you can't skip a question or you get the answer in the next question. You can't do your, like, best test-taking strategies and leave the hard one for last. You have to do them in order. Speaking of AIM, what is this called? And then it looks like uh, a text editor of some sort. There's, like, uh, a bunch of text editing options, like uh, changing the uh, 
font size and bolding letters and italicizing and adding a link. And then it says in the text area, it says second chances. They don't ever matter. People never change. Busy. Leave it. And then it says that is your status update, a cry for help, your away message, or your profile message. Ooh, I never used AIM like that. So it could, I don't think it had status messages. So it's probably your away message or your profile message. Uh, I was going to say pretty confidently that it's an away um, message. but Yeah, away makes more sense sure. to me because that's what most uh, messaging services definitely have. And uh, I clicked away, and I assume you did too. And yes, that is the answer. Yeah, profile message? Mm-hmm. What is this, like fucking LinkedIn? Oh, this is a fun one. Paul, what is eBombs World? A pre-YouTube video site, a porn site, the first social media, or a pre-eBay marketplace site? Um, I, I've been to eBombs World. I didn't think of it as exclusively a video site because I was only ever linked there. So I just assumed there was more on the site, but I know I've seen videos on it. So I guess it's a pre-YouTube video site. Yeah. That would be my answer as well. <laughs> um, What's his name? And there's a picture of a gentleman I think we might all remember having been friends with at some point. Is uh copyrighted by myspace and it's a picture of a white man in front of a whiteboard with a bunch of scribbles on it wearing a white shirt and he's kind of looking over his shoulder at the camera and is that (laughs) is that uh your friend tom tyler ralph or gary i think we all know it is tom from myspace speaking of myspace what's this called so this is it says at the top, it has a banner, Alt-1059's friend space. It shows your eight friends, one of which is Tom. And it's Hazmat, 720, O-Dog, Endo, Sean, uh, Bianca, Alt-1059, and Tom. Is this the grade eight, top friends, fave eight, or the top eight? Oh, I guess this is probably like for each particular person's MySpace. Yeah, so I never had a MySpace, but I can... I actually did, yeah. And I don't know... I do know this by, like, having heard other people I don't. I, I had a MySpace, and I don't know what this is. I don't think I had eight friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I know the right answer, so I've already clicked it. Uh, so I'm going to go with just answer. top friends. I don't think it references eight. Oh, God damn it. It's not. Okay, we're finally tied. I was worried there wasn't going to be another one for you to yeah, get wrong. Right. <laughs> Apparently your top Oof. eight was a big deal. I don't remember setting a top That's eight. That's almost exclusively why I know it, because people make jokes, like older people than us, about having to have like your top eight as a... I thought they make those jokes because Singular had the uh, top five uh, uh, mobile plan. Is that what... For the friends and family plan? Yeah. I think that was a five. That was a yeah, top five. There was yeah, there's one where you had yeah. What, what, what site is this? And um, on the site, it looks like a little virtual town. There's a pharmacy, a 99 dog store, a Disney theater, magic shop, a rainbow pool, a magic shop. And I never, I know it's not Pokemon. I never played Plug Club Penguin, but I think that's what it is. Um, I don't think it's Webkins or Neopets. My guess is Club Penguin. I wish there were some penguins in Frank. Wait, no, at the top right, there's a serial adventure. Hmm yeah i don't it wasn't neopets is neopets owned by disney because it looks like everything Ooh, here is owned by disney that's a good point yeah and that's kind of what's throwing me off the club penguin i don't know if that was owned by disney i didn't really play these games either i don't think it's club penguin i think it might be webkins or neopets do you want to i do you want to i think i'll go with neopets because i've never heard the word webkins so i think i'm gonna go webkins ah gonna... oh, nice it's neopets oh damn that was my gut. She got all my gut. I'm talking about those test-taking skills. Uh, oh, this is an easy one. What was this game called? And so it's a uh, gray background with a smiley face in the middle, two red numbers on the sides. Uh, and I think we all know that it's either RuneScape, Minecraft, RuneSweeper, or Minesweeper. And I got it correct as well. It is Minesweeper. Not technically the internet, but definitely a big part of the 2000s computer life. What is he saying? And it's a and it's a picture of a banana on a black a very background. Very pixelated banana, as if he might be repeating the same phrase over and over. And the options are fruit salad, yummy yummy, eat your greens, kids, 
This is bananas, or it's peanut butter jelly time. I'm going to go with it's peanut butter jelly time. Uh, yeah, I've already clicked on it's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> Man, we should have done this when we had a guest on who was like a few years younger than us. To mock them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally, what's his name? And so it's a very creepy green guy with bags under his eyes uh, and very long fingies. And is this salad head, salad fingers, Grinch fingers, or creepy pasta? I, I honestly don't know this one at oh, all. Oh, really? Like, Sweet. All I have, these are gonna be... Nice. I have a way to tie it back then because I just got it right. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. I'm get... Salad finger, salad head. Salad head sounds like the funniest of these. Fuck. <laughs> it's salad finger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. His fingers were the most <laughs> ridiculous part of his body. Yeah, I'm not. I've actually never watched the video. I know Ilana mentions it on Broad City, and it, people kind of just mention it as a thing on the internet, but I actually have never watched the video. Actually, it says it's supposed to be creepy. Maybe it's part of Spooky Season. I'll go check it out today. Um. Okay, so we finished the quiz. You've beat me by one point. I'm also confused. Wait, I thought we by tied. The... How many did you get right? I got, uh,. I got 13. Yeah, I got 13. I thought we were. Oh, okay. We tied. My bad. Um, you could have really lied to me there. I would never. That would not be very Duplass of me. Never. Um, what was interesting about this is they really kind of mixed age groups because a lot of the stuff did seem like stuff we would know, but I don't think our age group... Like, who was you playing Neopets and on AIM? Those seem like two significantly different generations. Hmm. I, I, um, I don't know. I think I slightly disagree with that. Like, one's for teenagers, right? One was for children? One's for babies. One's for dumb babies <laughs> who play dumb baby games like you, Adrian. You probably knew Neopets the whole time. Yeah. You just have to pretend because you were embarrassed that you loved Neopets, so you let me get it right. <laughs> I had to slowly sink down so you can see my Neopets merch. <laughs> You're talking about that uh, bookcase episode, that bookshelf episode from a few episodes ago. You didn't want to show on video what your bookshelf was because it was just full of the Neopets uh, novelization. <laughs> All the lore that I need to keep up on. All right, Paul, big fact. Big fact. You know... My big fact is that next week we're going to do what everybody actually uses the internet for, the other 99% that wasn't mentioned in this 1% of the internet episode, and we'll finally be doing our survey of internet pornography on Big Facts No Cap. And my no cap is that for anybody who didn't know some of the references of uh, this 2000s internet quiz, I'm going to be honest, probably don't need to go back and fill yourself in on it. <laughs> it's uh... a... Yeah. A lot of this was pretty forgettable. Well, I guess not forgettable because we remember, but none of none of it's worth going back to check out. Yeah, it's kind of like comedy. Everything is very much of its era. Nothing is ever funny. Almost like a month after it's said. All right, y'all. It's been a it's been a good time. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Bye, Bray. I don't think I'll make it hanging here another day. Spirited away. Every time I'm near it, I run clear the other way. And disappear and never stay. Spirited away. I don't think I'll make it hanging here another day. I wanna get spirited away. I run clear the other way. I disappear and never stay. I'm out on the balcony. I can see the ocean. I'm practicing alchemy on your poor potion. Can you a spell? Wish you well. I can say I'm joking when I call my city hell. Thousand dollars of pennies and wishing wells And I promised I'd be gone and forget about 2012 And I thought if I got I'd never visit When you talk I think you're all a bunch of bitches And never listen I hide in closets as small as that I can fit in Getting restless, a fuss, and a fidget And I feel so great in the city It's a prison, I just want to shine my colors on the walls Like a prison, but no one answers When I ask them how their work's been Or smiles back on the street or at the church And I don't speak and I don't care, it isn't worth it I'll be meek enough to inherit the earth But I don't think I'll make it hanging here another day i'll get spirited away every time i'm near it i run clear the other way and disappear and never stay i'm spirited away